Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. takeaway table. We're on the road oh, again. Still, we're still Woo. not home. Uh, oh. We're still looking for a home. But speaking of home, someone here at the table just recently moved into a new home. Ladies, give it up for sorry, ladies and gentlemen, give it yeah. up for Caleb. Hey, both of them do lah. Matthew also moved to a new place, right? Okay. Yeah, I, 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 more recent, recent, uh, at least we can remember. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, I remember Matthew, just oh, is so it? important. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. No, 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 because you've been living alone all this time. Uh, uh-huh. So you're already like a master, right? Yeah. Caleb, first time living alone. Okay, okay. Correct, correct. Do you want some tips? Well, hold on, hold yeah. on. Before we jump into tips. <laughs> okay, cool. Caleb, yes, how does yes. it feel to uh, now move out? Okay, just want to say it's freaking amazing. It's freaking because amazing. Because the first thing I experienced that when I ordered grab food, there's in so much options. No, no yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you oh, used to yeah. stay far away, yeah. Well, right. at home, last time, my house of Putra Heights, right? I tell you, I order grab food, even the closest to me, um, take 30 minutes plus. Oh my Lord. McDonald's <laughs> take 20 minutes. Yeah, and that's yeah. the like, just three minutes away drive, you know. <laughs> there in grab food, wow. First time I see delivery order, $4. Yeah. I've never seen that before. Welcome How much do you like? How much do you usually? Five, five is the minimum, which is McDonald's. The rest uh-huh. all is like seven fifty, eight ringgit, oh, nine oh. ringgit. That's and crazy. Then, Wow, the amount of options is crazy. It's crazy, right? The only thing that I can eat in my place in Putra has was McDonald's. What's the thing called? Porridge. Uh, <laughs> the porridge, something like that. It's quite good, like, that one. Mm. And that's about it. And Nando's. Three, okay. Yeah, okay, but eat Nando's every day, man. Cannot, cannot. Can. Yeah. True, true, true. 100% can. can. Sponsored. It's not sponsored. Um, but you know what is sponsored? Our location. Today we are once again at the beautiful, I honestly think this is one of the most gorgeous co-working spaces that we've ever been to. You don't have to think, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. It is it We're is. in Colony um, KL. This one is in the is Star, Star Boulevard. Boulevard. KLCC. Yeah. Mm. And there's a couple. So make sure you guys go onto Facebook and Instagram to check out Colony for their co-working spaces. If you're looking for places to hunk down and yeah. do some work, if you want to rent a hot desk or even a room for yourself and a team, check out what they have because Colony is but beautiful. You know, since we can't travel now, if you want to feel the spice of New York, uh, this is where you go. It's for real. the closest. It is beautiful. It is pretty beautiful. Today, we have these two jokers on set with us today. Yeah. <laughs> no stranger, uh, no stranger to the channel. You guys have definitely seen them in one yeah. way or another. But yeah. just for everyone who's joining us for the first time, if this is the first time you're joining us on the Takeaway Table Podcast, my name is yeah, Ming. Yeah, yeah. Ming Han's name is Ming as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but more importantly, we've got two handsome young men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very available, but uh, let's introduce yourselves. Let's start with Matthew. Hi, what, hi, Matthew. What's your name? Hi, my name is Matthew. Nice. And I'm a producer and director for Core Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, my yeah. name is Caleb. Um, I'm a video editor and also a DP for Core Studios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's happening. Beautiful, but yeah, yeah. beautiful. Today, we are so, it's so lovely that you guys introduce what you do immediately, right? Because today's podcast is a... Deep dive, no, deep maybe dive. not deep dive, uh, maybe a look behind the scenes of mm, production, mm, of yeah. shoots, of the videos that people see, the end product, right? Uh, mm. Because of what we do as a full-time business, we yeah. want to talk about, we don't want to talk about like the, oh yeah, the writing and all that. No, no, no. We're talking about some crazy <laughs> stories that we've had uh, when it comes to shoots. And it's, it's quite interesting because, uh, so Minga and I, yeah, we like we've had similar experiences. Yeah. Okay, because uh, you know we've been together since the start. Caleb, <laughs> you've had your own production uh, journey. Matthew yes. has his own production journey mm-hmm. uh, at at one of the most prestigious production houses in in Malaysia okay. Reservoir. Yeah, uh, before yeah. joining us, uh, so we're gonna jump into some spicy, juicy stories. Okay. Uh, but okay. before we do that, let's talk about some house tips, Matthew. Huh? 
House tips? You are going to give some tips to, oh. tips to Caleb. Where is this? Guy? Yes, yes. Make sure to do your laundry. Ooh. Okay, just just a fun fact. He's um, totally okay having no laundry. Ooh. It's not that. Okay. Oh, do you sleep with clothes? Hold on, hold on. Let, let Caleb talk. Yeah, let Caleb yes. talk. I'm sorry. Yeah. I've, I've actually, since young, I have never washed my clothes. I heard since young. What do you say? Since young. Since young. So actually, since I was born, I, I washed my, uh, nice. my clothes, cook, I mean, hang on, do all this kind of stuff. Yeah, correct. The reason is because my dad loves doing it. Oh, what a great father. Like, oh, nice. like legit, last time I tried helping him once. He beat you. <laughs> he just said, hey, you suck at doing it. Never mind, I do it myself. Lah. Whoa. And I was like, yeah, sure. That's great. Okay. And then somehow he enjoys doing it yeah. a lot. Oh, okay. So I think that's more like his like happy time, you know, yeah. to hang the clothes, dry the clothes. Mm. And stuff. Okay. Well, it's going to be a... Real interesting journey for you. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. So Please. I actually plan to yeah. um, start cooking every single day. Okay, take it easy. Let's not do every day. Yeah. Uh, you will get lazy, man. Yes. trust Is me. Correct. You will get lazy washing, you will get yeah, lazy yeah, yeah. to do things. I think enjoy the grab food while, while you yeah. can for now. Because uh, I, I, I feel like, because I got the Gordon Ramsay Masterclass. So I want no, to Kayla, no, help me God. to use that to- How do you cut shit. a vegetable? Okay. You know it's yeah. called Masterclass, right? <laughs> You have it's even not beginner one hundred and one, you know. You know. Yeah, yeah. But at least Can you just go YouTube and just okay. watch something else. We don't want to be discouraging. Uh, <laughs> watch the masterclass, okay. but maybe while you're eating like grab I just, food. I just want to say, I also have. Uh, I tried following the episode. Yeah. Is it hard? It's so seven hard. Okay, so I like challenges. I think <laughs> I you you do. <laughs> he does I like challenges. He does love challenges. Yes, I think my advice to you, Caleb, is to don't overwhelm yourself. One okay. shot because. You remember, it's not just cooking you've not done, right? Mm. You also Wash have never dishes. washed. You haven't you know, kept the household properly. So do things one by one. Uh, uh. Maybe cooking can come later because food is already available around you, mm. right? So true, maybe true. think about you know, laundry, the, 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 what, what detergent you're using, washing your plate, stuff like that. Like more, one step at a time. Mm. Have you, do, you have, do you have a bed sheet already? Uh, haven't yet, actually. Mm. I was about to buy maybe today, later. Okay, okay. Uh. That's a good start. Kayla, so, we are excited. We're going to check back with you after a month to see yes. if you're still alive. Okay, All right. okay. So on to the podcast. Take it away, Minghan. Uh, today, we have these two guys here because they represent a part of our team which is very involved uh, with the main kind of work we do. Mm-hmm. Being production. All right? and, and I think both of you come from very different backgrounds as well. I think Matthew really dove in head first right into production uh, and you've been in a traditional production mm-hmm. house and, and uh, that's kind of where we met you on your journey and Caleb, yeah. you, what were you doing before this? Does Matthew Caleb know what he was doing, doing before this? Caleb was Matthew, doing... Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Matthew, do you know what he was doing before this? I, yeah. I've seen him on YouTube. Uh. No, 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 no. That was side hustle. So can you actually guess his full-time job before this? Not even photographer. Uh. Uh. That was side hustle also. I'm not mistaken. He said that he was in an agency doing uh, sales. Yes. yes. But there's also another one before that. So. Uh, what's the oh. band before that? I don't know. Uh. That I don't know. Okay, what are you doing? So before this, I was actually doing logistics. <laughs> logistics no. for what? Logistics for a company uh, called DKSH. Oh. So I was actually a management trainee in the company itself. Oh, okay. Yes. So I was actually doing logistics. And then after that, after for half a year, then I quit and then I joined uh, a agency as mm-hmm. a suits. Okay, um, okay, okay. Wow. And, and let, let's, let's flip it over to Matthew. Matthew's career path, right? <laughs> is like, if you play like MMORPGs, right? He adds skill to every tree on. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Matthew, walk us through what you did after high school. Yeah. After high school. So after high school, I became a barista. For a few years, yeah, and then when I went into college, I still no no do no. It. You can't just say he <laughs> became a barista. One of the proudest things about Matthew is he was a award winning barista. Uh, it's twenty sixteen. It's quite some time, right? But yeah, still an award winning barista. It's a national 
level, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Uh. Kind of. Oh, All right. yo. Yeah, but humble, yeah, it's 2016 And then you had the, your uh, SoundCloud DJ uh, Matthew. <laughs> no one needs to know that. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah. You have a- He's got a turntable <laughs> at home, bro. What? You don't have to know that. Can, I, can oh. I hear some of it later? Yeah, I'll send you the link. <laughs> <You> found, <laughs> apparently, Mingyu found yeah. what, whatever I posted online on it's SoundCloud amazing. already. I, it's quite long, the tracks. It's a full set one. What? 40 yeah. minutes? Dude, two hours. Bro. <laughs> oh okay. I can't remember, but I think so. Uh, Matthew, what else? Uh, Arista, and I was also a magician. This is, he performed for yeah, parties for parties uh, mm. yeah sometimes and then now I don't already but I still do barista sometimes I guess right now yeah, yeah. and after that actually I go to college I just want to become a radio DJ apparently I couldn't <laughs> I'm so confused <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, okay. it's quite sad but no 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 no, no it's, it's not sad it's not sad but in the end I got into uh, filmmaking and when I got into filmmaking I got an internship in Reservoir and then wow. I became a production assistant and then oh. from that journey onwards I became a line producer and then after that I went to assistant directing wow yeah. and now I'm in call as a producer slash director amazing yeah, yeah. and yeah it's been a great journey and I, I think I'm still learning a lot during this journey. I think uh. if you stop this learning, a there's a problem with it. Yeah, yeah, Correct. true. Hey, yeah. yo, Correct. Correct. it is a very interesting, I did not know you were trying to be a radio DJ. Why did fact. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. <laughs> I just ask, I just, why you think you cannot daddy? Who tell you you cannot daddy? Your, te- your lecturer told you like, don't please, just stop. Did <laughs> they say go for filmmaking more? Oh, oh, wow. That means, okay. right. That means your assignments where you try to be a radio DJ, they just like, uh, we need to talk about this boy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I changed my voice too much. Like, I don't know. Oh my God. Can you give us a, give us a quick sample since we know we are on air. No, it's right okay. Now. It's okay. <laughs> just, and then try, you, you try, do it all try. the time. You do it. Everyone in this room has heard your Joker at one point or another. So if you don't do Joker, give, give us something else. <laughs> I'll do Joker, I'll do Joker. Okay. <clears throat> hold on, hold on. Let me just, let me just clear the air. Uh, okay, so, all right, cool. Let's go. Wanna know how I got these scars? Do you do this for your lecturer as well? (laughs) (laughs) I do this before I sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That's hardcore, that's hardcore. Okay, well, good job, Matthew. That's a good try. But we like you as yourself. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much. (laughs) Let's jump in into... uh, Okay, so I think at this table, that is at least, okay? I want to say at least 20 years of uh, stories. Stories. Individually put together, there's 20 years of experience mm-hmm. yeah. in production, right? Okay, okay. Um, and we're just going to go and jump on some crazy experiences, whether apart or together. Uh, some don't have to, again, don't need to mention uh, the particular project or the clients or the brands or anything, but okay. maybe some of the most memorable experiences you've had on shoots, whether it's together as a team or individually when you got scolded or, you know, some embarrassing moments. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's deep dive into some of that whole part that people don't actually see behind the videos. Uh, mm. Who wants to kick this off? Wow. Uh, Minghan. Let me kick it off. Okay. okay. Uh, I think the most qualified at this table is Matthew. Yes. Because he actually went to a traditional production Correct, house. correct. Mm. Yeah. Everyone else could... Actually, how we learn, to be honest, is a question mark to this day. Yeah. But it just proved a point because I think Matthew also met us at a place where he was realizing that the traditional production structure was something that could be changed or like the hierarchy, like hierarchy of production doesn't really work nowadays when you're talking about like what we do as in like digital content. Yep. Because like the production structure uh, previously is a lot of layers and, and uh, setups mm. and you know, it's, it's a very time consuming and budget consuming. And suddenly this whole bunch of people pop out of nowhere and can produce videos with three people as a team in like 10, 10 times faster the time, right? Yes. Uh, so that's where we met Matthew. I met Kayla, uh, wow. 2014. No, actually it was 2012. Yeah, dude. 2012. 12. Was during a prom, which yeah, I organized yeah, yeah. the time. Then, then I realized you were also doing YouTube. Yes. So that was an era where 
the YouTuber generation started in Malaysia because you know internet finally improved better a bit and everyone can study <laughs> can everyone can study by finally Mark II. Mark III. Mark II first. I didn't even study Mark III, you know. Oh. Rafi had Mark II, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I had yeah. so that was when, you know, cinema level-ish uh, cameras suddenly became suddenly, accessible. Yeah, you can yeah. possess it as an individual. Wow, mm. And suddenly you got so much power in your hand, you know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's our background when it came to, to like, I don't even want to call it filmmaking. Like, I feel like cannot, we are cannot not considered ourselves. filmmaker, yeah. la, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, cannot, sorry. Um, la. Video um, makers. Uh, yeah, video makers. Video yeah. makers, right? Okay, cool. Uh, and today we're going to talk about some like interesting projects that we've been a part of. So just jump into it. We already said that two times. All right, just uh, jump into the story, man. So <laughs> let's just, before, before it's not like, um, what is, <laughs> what is a very broad question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's yes. the most interesting, no, don't say one of the interesting projects you've been a part of and why? <sighs> And interesting can swing both ways. We let you interpret lah, okay? Can be interesting, the worst project or the best project or the most like question mark project or something that stood out in your whole career. I'll give you guys a warm up, okay? Um, one of the more interesting projects that I think we did was one day when Marvel called us up and asked us to do something for Ant-Man. That was a really big question mark. Like, wow, Marvel's asking us to shoot? Like Marvel, even if it's Marvel Malaysia because you have to go through global. That was the one of like, the, the interesting ones that we've been a part and of. And then the talent was Aaron Aziz. Aaron right? what freaking Aziz. <laughs> Hardcore, bro. Okay, this dude showed up on set looking at why are all these children shooting my video? Yeah, yeah, yeah correct, correct. That was very he's interesting. he's so used to like the, the full-on full production on, yeah, trailer exactly. everything, right? And we were shooting yeah. in some random area of Mid Valley Mega Mall. Uh, I was at Lyft, right? Yeah, at a Lyft in the middle of nowhere that's because that's crazy. what they wanted us to do. Yeah. So that was a very interesting one because we were freaking, freaking out. It's an A-lister, uh, by yeah. the way, from the Malay scene. And a bunch of kids is shooting his scene at a lift yeah. in a shopping mall. Yeah. <laughs> That's the boss starting now. From here, it's just uphill only. Let's go. I will Kill go first. You, oh, go, so you, you both got like some better stories. So we'll, I'll start, mm. uh, my turn, right? right. Um, <sighs> I think in my first or second year doing YouTube, we, I, I, I shot this video with one of our YouTube friends. It was a client job. And um, what was supposed to be a six-hour shoot ended up became a 30-hour shoot. Oh my what? No sleep. God. No sleep. Uh, that was hardcore. It was, uh, he was pretty angry. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. He's like, I've never done this before. He felt so sorry that like, we really wanted to work together. This is our first time doing work together. And because the client wanted to do like micromanage everything, it became a 30-hour shoot. And we both like, what the heck is going on at this point? Uh, it got so bad that the friend... Uh, had to like sit down with the client and be like, okay, this is just ridiculous idea. Mm-hmm. So it was that bad. Um, and after he apologized to me and I was a bit scared to do work for a while after that. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. So this was like year, year two of YouTube actually. So that was a, uh, I wasn't ready for that. Uh, stamina, physical, mental, it's just I wasn't ready. But were you that. like discouraged to making videos after that? Yeah, I was. I didn't <laughs> want to do, I didn't want to do anti. So after that, I had this phobia of doing shoots that were anything above eight hours. Whoa. I was really scared because it's like, it's so, and because you have to act in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not even like, I'm not even a f- the physical team. Like mentally, I have to wait and the waiting kills you. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm so freaking tired. So I was like, I cannot do this. So I was really scared. Um, let's jump to both you now. What's, oh. uh, what are some crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff ending. that okay. you guys have? Let me start first. Uh. Okay, so uh, actually I have a couple, but let me tell you about this first one, okay? So this one wasn't really as tired as it was, but it was like, it's very frustrating mm. because there was actually a shoot that happened for mm. this uh, particular uh, food brand, mm. okay? I okay. won't say the name. Mm. So, um, 
the shoot was supposed to start at five mm. and at eleven because we're supposed to shoot three videos mm. and each video is just five lines and the lines are simple as, "Hi, my name is Caleb and today I will talk to you about this is this." <laughs> it's just basically just two lines, one yeah. line, two lines. Oh my god! Yeah, I think yeah. I know. I, I think know I, this okay. one. Yeah. So each video like got four or five lines in it. Yeah. Okay, it's so simple. simple. Three videos. It's basically you can just read from script and then you can do it. Already. Yeah. This girl, <laughs> each line took twenty to thirty line, 20, 30 times. Takes. Each line, 20, yeah. 30 line. per line. What? So it was supposed to finish at uh, start at five. So set up such show at seven. Probably can finish by two, three hours because it's actually yeah, yeah. very fast. It's basically five white lines. background yeah. and just half body. Mm. That's all. One mm. camera, one time take. That's it. Each line she took 20, 30 takes. Wow, it was supposed to end at eleven. Yeah. We ended at five a.m. Are you freaking nuts, bro? I'm not joking. And the best part is she was freaking diva. Oh, like yo. to the point where she was blaming us because she keep messing up. How she blame? She's, how do you blame somebody for she you? She was like, "Can you guys don't look at me? I'm very stressed when you look at me. Can you look behind? What? They were like, "Okay, shut your mouth, man." Then we record, look behind, come back, say, oh, I need some rest, scheme, some time to rest." Then she walked out of the set, and then she just wow. like, "I need to take a drink and eat." Was she? Was she like a big celebrity? Or she anything? wasn't. There was. <laughs> <laughs> that was her first time acting actually. Ow. Oh, that's even better. She was like one a few times acting, and then she knows she. It's those people like she sent in their resume to the client, and the client really liked it, and yeah, decided yeah. to choose her. But she was freaking diva. I was like, oh my God. I was like, it's just so simple. Even 20 to 30 takes of per sentence. one per sentence. sentence. Yes. Dude, my dog also can probably do like, like <laughs> oof, a better oof. take. You know? It was crazy. Okay. In your experience, okay, Matthew, if you were in that situation, what would you do, Matthew? What would you do by halfway point? I think I'll just talk to my producer. Like, uh, how, how is going? Talent. No, I mean, I'll just talk to the talent agent. I was like, why this kind of attitude is coming yeah. out and what, what's going on? Then you just, you just be the talent. Uh. Give in you a week. In the end, I was like, hey, client, you want me to act? <laughs> <laughs> I say one line, I'll team already. Yeah, yeah, Wait, correct. Was there a point in this, uh, Caleb, that you say like, can we just stop this? Uh? Yes, I say a lot of times, hey guys. Okay, and given, uh, 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 I'll be honest with you guys, Caleb at this table, Caleb actually not ever at this table. In this world, the <laughs> person that I honestly think is the most patient and forgiving and kind person is Caleb. So for mm. Caleb to reach a level where he's like, I can't do this anymore, is, is, is quite high. Because you see, that shoot was actually really, really simple. It's basically just right, right. light, white screen, mid shot. That's it, it's just one shot. You don't even I don't need to change, change the lighting. The yeah, yeah, don't change lighting, change lens, whatever. It's just one shot. It's press record, do yes. five lines and go home. Correct. Yeah. So simple, but she took 20, 30 takes for each line. That's I'm like, how? Though. Why? Why it takes you so long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The client not, not bothered with her, her talent. So <laughs> the lack the the of the lack of the, the, the client was there, she was like, so like, oh my God, why is it so long? Yeah, already? correct, correct. Oh, so well, so tough, safe uh. to say that girl, probably no future in the uh, industry. industry really, yeah. I don't see her after this anymore. Of course, oh, perfect. Yeah. But I can still see the videos on the Facebook page. Oh, you. Whenever I see it, I always feel angry. Oh my god! <laughs> you gotta show me the video. I want to see. Oh it really god. makes me feel like oh, oh my, my god. god. Okay, 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 Matthew. Okay, uh, I think one of the craziest shoots is also that if you have a lot of talents and you have a lot of locations at the same time, mm. that's a crazy shoot. Mm. And then we had to finish it within two days. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not. I if I have not. Uh, if I have not forgotten about it, I think that that location. For this two-day shoot, there's about nearly, I think six or uh, sorry, about seven to ten locations. That's crazy. Bro. And then talents-wise, there's about uh, 
above 15. So basically 17 Sorry, to 20. Sorry, you're shooting la. flash mob. Is it what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck, bro? This is talent. Nee. We haven't talked about extras yet. So oh my goodness. Thing. So on this shoot, I was handling... What, what was the nature of the, the product or what were you all shooting? Oh, we were shooting, shooting for Bank, for Merdeka. Okay, okay. 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 Wow. Yeah. Okay. So for Bank and Merdeka. La. So you know Merdeka, everyone's have a, uh, different races mm, yeah, yeah, and yeah. everything. Mm, one, so Malaysia, one Malaysia, one Malaysia. Mm. Literally. So uh, also many locations because different vibe has different kind of uh, setting as well. So locations was one of the biggest problems also because we are chasing time. Yes. Your director has to get their, their mind straight on what they want and then we can move on. Mm. So during that shoot, I had to handle about nearly 17 to 20 talents. And also I casted all of them. Wow. And I was the only one in charge for the talents. Oh my so God. So no, if, if I'm out of set, means no one, no one knows no handle, really. yeah. all the context is all under me already. And also logistic wise, as I said, locations, so my producer is, uh, he's a great guy. I think uh, it's a guy, I don't have to say his name, but he's really a great guy. Uh, he did double, he did double work. He was a producer and the assistant director. So on set, he came to me. I did not expect it. He said, Matthew, I need to assistant direct now. Uh, here's my pouch and you are the producer now. What? I'm like, huh? You, at, at, at a point you were supposed to be assistant producer. Uh, I'm just line producer. Only. Okay, okay, so it's like, now, now you're just handling anything about money. You just go to you. Don't come to me anymore because I need to focus wow. on the shoot. I'm like, oh, okay, great, great. So uh, got really stressed out. It's because once the first shot happened and everything just, because example one, we have only like one hour in this location. In the end, it took three hours. Oh, and then once you know, la. yeah, you know, once go three hours, then the next other two shots, two balls, two balls, it just, yeah, it's going to add on and on, add on and more. And you know, KL somewhere out traffic and there's a lot GG, of locations bro. and we shot all in KL. Oh my so, God. So yeah. So once we wow. reach five o'clock and then everything just jam and everything. It's over here, bro. It's over for our sleep ready, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. Uh, so for that shoot, uh, the first day I remember really clearly, I had to handle about a number a number of talents and then the setup was pretty crazy as well. Uh. So I think the crazy thing of that is because we are pushing time and then also we do not want to reduce the quality of the content. Mm. So even though we make try to make it fast, but still we have to maintain the quality, uh, mm -hmm. which is a really good thing. Yeah. Oh, and also fun fact, after the first day of shoot, it's two days of shoot. So after the first day, I got into an accident after Whoa. shoot. Uh, I was in a roadblock and this drunk driver behind me just slammed into five cars and I was in between the five cars. Oh, oh my God. But I realized I was overworked in that day. Once I, I crashed my car, right? I just look at look at my car and I was like, how am I going to go work tomorrow? Oh my that God. was the first thing came into my head. I felt like I was overworked already. Wow. But then I was like, oh, how am I going to go work tomorrow? But after that, I went to do my police report and I think slept for one hour and then the next day- Oh, I went you one hour and Matthew. Yeah. That, that was crazy. That's I, crazy. I was overworked already. So I slept Dude. for one hour and then I went to work I, again. Oh my goodness. Then my, my, my colleague was like, the assistant director, which is also the producer, told me why did I come on set? I was like, if I don't come, then who's going to handle the talent? Oh wow. I can't this pass guy. That. This then, guy. Wow. I, I felt like that time was like a bit, was a bit nuts already, I feel. Then I'm like, oh. uh, nuts for work. La. But what after that- man you are. So, uh, thanks, I guess. <laughs> what a man you are. But after that- uh, after that, the whole day was just shoot. And after that, I just look into myself. And after that, a few days later, I just think about it. Shit, the first thing I did was when I got accident, I was like, how am I going to go work yeah, tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how you know there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah I felt oh, that was a problem oh for me. Really. So that was one of the craziest shoot because I got into accident and I felt that still my mental work. mind, yeah. I wanted to work still. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Matthew. That is, that is, whoo. 
I think experience. before we move on to the next batch of stories, right? I feel like right now is the perfect time to just kind of paint our listeners a, a, a picture because I know some of our listeners are actually also in either creating their own content, whether it's like you guys are like freelance photographers or videographers for mm. weddings and stuff like that. Some of you can relate to the stresses and the, I guess the the demands from whoever your client is, whether big or small. There's always um, think things don't usually go smoothly, which is is, is to be expected anyway. Mm, yeah. But I think for those who do not do that, and you guys who, who don't uh, have jobs or uh, work in the industry that we have, whether it's marketing or also production, right? You have to understand that these stories, they compound over time. And, and I think how we also d- deal with things is that we look at, we look at projects and, and how difficult or how easy it is, is always in relation to the hardest and most difficult job we've had. And mm-hmm. that always becomes the benchmark of like, oh, this are not, not as bad as that previous time, right? Um, so I think that's why for us, like if, if you guys could say anything to maybe some of the clients listening to this, how can we make shoots smooth and was, effective? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think all these stories come from a premise of uh, Malaysian's filming industry is really not the healthiest. Yes, it's, not it's really not at all because we don't have a union, mm. uh, meaning no one is actually looking out for our rights. Yeah. Yes, meaning, we have no rights. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is, I mean, a very normal day is actually one hour of sleep, right? Because some of my friends in the Chinese industry, they work seven days a week and fourteen hours a day. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and and that's considered normal. Mm-hmm. And if you if you like slack off, they say you're lazy. Yes, yes. Right. So like, I think that is where the problem starts because uh, we don't have the luxury of pacing our shoot. Compared mm. to like Hollywood, right? They will give you ample time more, you know? Like, like for example, if you're at Marvel's level already, right? They say like, if one scene, oh, the director need two weeks for one scene. Uh, two, two weeks, ah. And, mm. and they will work within a nine-hour day or an eight-hour day and yeah. you will have proper breaks. Your talent all got all the rest area, your crew got all the kind of rest area. But, and okay, so, so that's yeah. like, but, but that's, that's also but like, like luxury scale level, uh, yeah. with mm-hmm. the budgets. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But there are unions protecting teams that say that you cannot overwork to a certain correct, degree. Correct, correct. Um, you are only allowed to do this and so on and so forth. But in Malaysia, there's no such thing. It's not just you're overworked, you're underpaid to overwork also mm. most of the time. And, and I think that's why like, the, the, the toughest part is trying to strike a balance within our own studio as well because as much as we want to practice it, the clients or the brands that want these jobs don't give you the resources to shoot something good. And then everyone wonders like, wow, why our scene... Why our you know our scene cannot maju one? Uh, yeah, you know yeah. why our scene uh, cannot maju? Yeah, mm. because you're shooting twenty four scenes in one day. Oh yeah. my god, we only have twenty four hours in a day. Correct, correct. And, and I think yeah, the expectation uh, I think really is the expectation of um maybe maybe to certain uh business owners and clients right they put in mm. let's say like five hundred ringgit but they expect a five hundred thousand yeah. production. Yeah. So expectation is also another oh it's it's, it's a crusher uh, right? Um, let's talk about what happens when non creatives try to be creative. Oh no. So, mm. I, okay, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to point fingers oh, at anybody. Oh, I want to point fingers at um, so, okay. Anyway. I don't want to point fingers and I don't want to say that it's... Okay. Actually, so, it's so, so number one, right, uh, let's just, let's, let's set the stage, right? Um, production houses are, and creatives are paid a amount of money to do what they're good at. Create. To mm. create, right? It's, 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 their, it's their craft, it's yeah. what they're good at. 100%. It's why you are engaging them in the first place, right? But yeah. many times, the person who hands out the money because it's you know their their money, they always feel like, uh, no, I should have a say in 
in, in, in the project, which is true to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because yeah, you know, yeah, of course. Because you, it's, it's your money, it's your final product, you are in charge of what it looks like. There is, of course, that, that, that want and desire to be like, I want to control how yeah. this turns out. Yeah. But, if, but what happens when that person suddenly becomes the director and the, yeah. the producer yeah. of the entire thing, right? That's then, where we get interesting stories that, like that's this. That's when we get interesting <laughs> stories because then it's like, what for you hire a production house? Then you, you shoot yourself, right? Do you, so we always say, do you guys have nightmare stories? Of, I guess, clients like or people coming on set who are not from the production agency. Okay, so usually how, how it is, like, if, it, if a production team is on set shooting a video, uh, there will usually be two parties on set as well. It'll mm. be the client, the, that means the person funding it, and or the agency, the middle person, right? Mm-hmm. Have you had some great experiences where things have taken a toll for the worst when some of them try to decide and dictate that, oh, actually... Maybe let's do this instead when everybody confirms story about it. I know you got, got stories. There was one story that you guys did uh, quite long ago. Earlier last year. Um, <laughs> there is, there is. I think, I think me and Kayla worked, into, uh, worked on this particular project together. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And uh, there are things that we have. Uh, so basically, I think I, I, I kind of uh, co-produce and direct for this, this uh, particular project. And... The, the said budget has already been set. Yeah, so correct. we cannot use it over. If you use it over, of course, it doesn't make sense. There's no not, use. So, so yeah. let's say it's 100 ringgit. La. Yeah, let's say it's 100 ringgit. Yeah. And then we already cannot use like 200 bucks for it because they'll be out of our own pocket already. Yeah. So there are some things that where we... Okay, so on set, I'm just going to cut to the chase. <laughs> so on set, really there's this uh, setup that we have to do. But then uh, we show it as per the reference. Yes, yeah, we're going to do something like that. But we... we she, the, the, the point is... <laughs> <laughs> I still remember this one. The All the emotions are coming back. <laughs> Help the, me, this one. The problem was, uh, it's not supposed. Uh, we are not. We are just. It's a reference. We are not going to follow one to one. If correct. you say one to one, we will follow. But correct, correct. We will also advise you. Oh, maybe if, the budget is one to one. Yes, the budget <laughs> has to be one to one already. And also, you cannot directly just copy. Yes, correct. exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. So the yeah. client came on set, saw the the amazing uh, setup that we did. He said, "No, I did not want this. I wanted that color. I want exactly the same." Then yeah. we're like. What's going on? Then what is going on? My art director came in. We are start uh, discussing what's going. What what can we make do of this? And all of a sudden was I don't care if you guys want to shoot this. I'm not going to use the shot, and I'm just going to walk off from set right now. And then they left on set. And wait, just going to be like you guys know that was already three a.m. Three a.m. Yeah. And I think she also said she won't even sign the budget. Won't give us so right. Yes, some the, the remaining money she won't give us so. Wow. Yeah. yeah, guys, there are people who like who exist like this in our country. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> I mean again. <sighs> That's rough, right? Like this, this is actually what makes the industry tough. It yeah. is. It because really clients is. Uh, need to understand that uh, not everything works the same way when it comes to the creative industry. Like, exactly. Like, yeah. like, let's paint a better picture for everyone who's listening. Mm. Imagine we are going to do a shot, right? And we say that, okay, it's going to be like a, a, a baby photo shoot. And one of the references is, we're going to give you this reference of the Lion King where the monkey holds Simba over Pride Rock, right? Yeah. And that's that's the image that we want. We, we'll put the reference in. Again, the keyword here is reference, mm-hmm. right? So referencing that image, we're going to hold the baby above our head and that's going to be the shot. Let's say the client comes on that day and say, where's the lion? Where's the monkey? Why are we not in Africa? That is basically what happened yes. in that, certain, yeah. that yeah. specific scenario, right? Yes, yes. And I feel like that, that, that's one issue on its own. Second issue is I don't think, and, and this one I feel like everyone can relate to me, no matter where, what industry you're in, I feel like it's not fair 
And it's, it says a lot about your character and the way you work. If you threaten to say, I'm going to cut, I'm, I'm not going to pay you guys for this. Mm. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care how big you are. If you are like a, a conglomerate or whoever, how big your brand is, right? If you can say those words to people who are helping you achieve what you want to achieve, yeah. there's something wrong with the work there, man. Really, yeah, I think your work, your work ethics is just screwed up. Uh, I mean, I was, I know of this project. I wasn't on set. Usually, I don't know for some reason when I'm not on set, all these kind of fun things happen. One, like I, I think maybe for good reason because I definitely would have added to the fire. I think so. Mm. Uh, but I think guys, like anyone who's listening, who's in this kind of position, right, who's making these kind of calls as well, you need to understand. Uh, even as a director and a writer of a piece, right nothing ever comes out the way you imagine it. Correct. Like even if you created that shot, right? It's not It'll anywhere close to what you picture in your head. Yeah, correct. Like most of the time, even the director of that shot never thought of it that way, yeah. but it came out that way. Yeah. So what are your chances that someone else is going to emulate the exact same thing with a tenth of the budget that the previous director correct. made that shot? And I think that's the really ridiculous things. And uh, I mean, I'm just going to chime in, in here. It's always usually the clients, right? I mean, hey, clients. It's usually the clients, right, who bargain for super low price one uh, that make the most noise. Mm-hmm. For some yes. reason, why you not? Know? And and for every production team out there, for every agency out there, these are the clients that you need to like be very careful about. Because if they don't respect your budgets, they definitely don't respect your work. Correct. Uh, and, oh, and, yeah. and, and screw definitely. it. I mean, we're the kind of people who say that, but it's true because uh, anyone who can come onto your set and tell you how to do your work shows how they've been working. Yeah. And you don't go into a doctor's office telling him how correct. to treat yeah. you. Yeah, correct. Let's, right? say, let's say you have to take out your appendix like this, right? You don't wake up in the middle of surgery and say, sorry, you're doing this wrong. Yeah. Give me the utensils. I'm going to do it myself. If you don't cut it this <laughs> like, exact way, I'm not going to pay you. Correct. Uh. That's... You, you don't go into a baker's uh, chef, like a kitchen and say like, Imagine no, you no, go no, to no, like no. what? The, the, do, dodo. Yeah, dodo yeah. Bakes. Dodo Bakes. Yeah, you go to Dodo Bakes and then you tell the guy, you're big, your This is my wrong. reference. You see this yeah. or not? If this it doesn't look exactly like this, I'm not paying you. Yeah. No. Who gives you the damn right yeah. to, to say something like that? Correct. Don't worry, we fire for you. So you guys look like you're, you know, you're very cooperative. Okay. But we are actually the ones on fire. So yeah, I mean, I mean, this is the world we work in. That's yeah. why we are like, if you actually talk to the production people, always get to know your crew. Yes. The crew yes. have a lot of of beautiful stories to tell one. Yeah. Yeah. Really 100%. And I, mean, I think I think what it stems from, right, is that maybe there's a lack of respect. There is. Not just in mm. am- among the production industry, yeah. but I feel that people in, again, because we are, we are exposed to all sides of the marketing mm. pyramid, mm-hmm. right? When you look at production houses, when you look at agencies, when you look at brands, right? I feel that maybe what we need in Malaysia or in this industry is to have a bit more respect about other people's work. Just because yeah. just because the production guys like are, are, are doing physical labor at night, you know, setting up stuff, right? Doesn't mean that their job is less important than you in your room kind of yeah. like putting together you gotta, the, you gotta yeah. respect man the people lifting stuff at 3 o'clock in the yeah, morning because like, I mean you are not doing what you have no skills how you do can a, you look yeah. down on these people who are doing it and basically, that's why that's and honestly I feel like that's why some of these um, I guess agencies or clients or unsalt, uh, unsavory people come on set and they boss you around because they think they know better right yeah. Yeah. and they tell oh I mean again the lack of respect is why they speak to people like that. And yes. I feel like if you had mm. a bit more respect, if you're a bit more understanding of the way that things are, the people are putting the effort into mm-hmm. a job, right? You wouldn't speak to people like that. Correct, correct. Right? correct. Yeah, but you know, that is why I think our current industry is the way. These are the same people who also ask why our industry is still like this. Correct, correct. Why our content cannot go further. 
of course the current is not going to go further if they are they are going to be be stuff like this and I think I think also talk to some people who are in the awards committees as well right because I think a lot of the awards in Malaysia run off like whoever achieves the highest KPI whoever has the most sales for a thing but I think it's not going to change because a lot of these projects are done under cutthroat situations as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the yeah. production teams, right, do not get any of the the credit. Mm. The agencies are the one who mistreat production teams. Yeah. They never, yeah. you know, you always, again, it's not the agencies that I hate or anything, right? It's the work ethics that are involved. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. un, until the day that award ceremonies can actually award proper ethics, like who award the people who actually do the work, the industry is always going to be like this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because right, just imagine right now, I mean, one of the biggest uh, festivals that uh, is around and I have had the privilege of being a part of as the Kanchils. Mm-hmm. One thing that yeah. I noticed about the award ceremony is, yeah. yes, they've revamped the whole thing. There's a lot less corruption. There's very good ethics now. Is that they judge a lot of uh, entries based on the result. They mm-hmm. don't talk about the process of it. Yes. And, and very little about the process is actually taken other than the fact that, okay, is this a legitimate project? Show me your working. And then, okay, it's, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. They actually never take the time to, to like do a background check, especially when an award, right? The, bi- the biggest prestigious award was like agency of the year. Yep. If you take home that golden kanchil, right? Your agency immediately just goes up one notch. Yeah, correct. But this is just for the production people, right? When a certain agency like wins something, the production teams know, yeah, of course you win it because you know how you treat all of us. Correct, of yeah. course you achieve the client's KPI because you know how much of our budget you cut. Yeah. Of course the client is going to be happy. I think until the day that uh, award ceremonies or people can address this kind of thing, right? The industry is never going to change yeah. mm. because the production teams are always going to be the victims. Like, what are we going to do? Like, what, what are we going to do if the, the woman say like, if you don't do this, I cut your budget. Yeah. Like, we cannot do anything, right? Exactly. Can I continue? Yeah. <laughs> like, when did when was it a, a great thing that you can go to a doctor like, hey, you don't give me this, I just don't pay you. Mm-hmm. You think the doctor going to stop operating? Midway huh? doing surgery, right? Yeah, midway doing surgery. I love that. But that's where, you know, the nightmare story start. Like, let's take a pivot right now and just try to end this on like a brighter note. What is some of the best? <laughs> okay, given the fact that there is this a horrible dark world out there, Yes. What are some of the more pleasant projects that you're super proud of to be a part of? Uh, you've enjoyed yourself and you have no problem saying who the client is because you're just so happy to work with it. Are there experiences like this? Mm. Experiences? Uh? Great, great shoots. Matthew? Great uh. shoots. God or not? You don't have it's okay or not? I don't think I have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but no, true, I, true. I, you're I a line producer. You I, see I, that. I think <laughs> I want to say is that... Yeah. Uh, I mean, throughout this whole experience, I think people who, I think I learned from all these uh, bigger crews, as you said, everyone is important on set. Mm. So sometimes it pisses me off that sometimes, uh, not say producers or uh, maybe agencies, they don't care about the little things that all yeah. these little crews, let's just say a simple PA or yeah, maybe yeah. a facilities guy, the guy who provides chairs, canopies, everything, shades for you. Uh, they some, ignore the fella. They ignore the fella. Yeah. Like sometimes, so for me as a line producer, when I was working as a line producer, I try to be in their shoes, like, you know, make sure they have their food. Sometimes, you know, when the crew eat okay sometimes there's also a hierarchy thing in the crew yeah. mm. where sometimes like uh, of course we prioritize director uh, DOP and then of course the agency and clients to make makan first but then those people who set up the tables and you know everything like sometimes they always get neglected yeah. and I always feel that I have to play an important role that where I have to take care of them like I make sure they eat too, yeah. but it's very hard to say this right now because I do not know what's happening in uh, the other, other shoots yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. so that's very important and I feel that everyone plays an important role even though uh 
the shoots might be a bit crazy, but everyone has to take care for each other. Yeah, if yeah. everyone take care of each other, I think everyone will have a, yeah, right, a great yeah, time. Right. And it's possible because we've definitely been on sets mm-hmm. where uh, I think we are very fortunate to be able to work with people who respect our team mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our team also respect their team because exactly. it, like, agencies need to realize that most of the time when you are hiring a crew, right, that team that you're working with might not be in the same studio. Like there's a lot of freelancers, you know, who a lot of people who are external workers who have never experienced like the kind of working dynamic. So the best thing you can do is freaking respect each other. And and definitely there have been great stories where uh, sometimes a client comes up to us, here's the budget, do what you want, advises what you want to do. And they really stick true to it. Yes. Like, wow, we have the complete freedom. And you know, guess what happens? The project usually almost always works out much better yeah. than you think, right? Mm. You let the creatives create, you let the managers manage, you let the producers produce, it should be fine. Yeah. yeah. You come on set and tell people how to do their job. Exactly. That is how you know, you know, it's uh, going to have, you know, you know that it's going to be a story for the next production team. Mm, mm. That's, that's pretty much Do you guys have any like good, memorable shoots? I, I think for me, um, because I work a lot, of, a lot of like behind the scenes, the camera side. So it's usually, it's more about the whole production team because I rarely would meet with the client or talk to the client. Yeah. Except for like certain shoots when I have to directly talk to the client or maybe like the talent itself. That's why I have a lot of like that kind of issues. But I think one of my best and most fond memories in shoot was definitely our Korean shoot. Uh-huh. Korean tourism. Because I mean- We're in Korea. In la. Korea, 10 days, do whatever you want. We shoot whatever yeah. you want, be happy, you know? It's, it's, and it's also everybody in the whole team was really nice and everybody was just yeah. like supporting each other. And that was like literally one of the best shoot. You get to sightsee and at the same time work in a very great, good environment with yeah, each other. Correct, correct. And I mean, was, the minutes in Korea is a great environment. Correct. Just, just it's say. true, it's true. Just imagine. You might also might be on cloud nine at that point. So, you know, a bit biased. Uh. Yes. <laughs> also, just for a fun fact, the, uh. the sun there is always the same from morning to night. Yeah. I don't know for some reason. The sun Lovely. looks the same all the time. Lovely. Uh, uh, sorry, morning to evening. Yeah, it's just there. <laughs> morning to night. <laughs> so it's just I there. mean, how you see the sun? Because <laughs> maybe you're the sun, bro. Oh, okay, he wasn't, wasn't there. there. He wasn't there. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what? Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Mehan, you? Is there anything that that is like memorable that you really enjoyed? Uh, personally, one of the I mean, even this year, uh, like Maxis and Starbucks have been like super surprisingly. What a pleasant surprise to work with these two guys, especially yeah. during the MCO. But I think because the MCO uh, definitely put everyone in situations that they were unfamiliar with. And we were very, very fortunate to be able to have clients who were like, you know what, guys? Uh, we don't know what's working anymore. Please, what would you suggest? And that's very rare to hear from like brands and clients nowadays. Um, but yeah, they, they really put their trust in us. And I think more than money, right? When a creative team has your trust, that is when we also need to rise up and uh, meet that challenge and do even better. Yeah. And that's really what worked. I think uh, that's, those two were definitely memorable projects this year. But one of the largest scale ones, definitely one was the Korean one, was really fun to do with the team. Yep. Um, uh, and also, I think we have a client called uh, uh, Joe Malone. They, they really just London. say us... Sorry? Joe Malone London. Joe Malone London. Uh, <laughs> no, no. So the guy's name is not Joe Malone. It's a Joe Malone London team. Uh, their mm-hmm. team really just empowers creators to like, okay, this is what we want. This is what we want to go toward. Do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And they don't ask questions. And we've done everything for them from like mini documentaries to like sketches. And to them, they are happy as long as you just meet their message of the content. Mm-hmm. They will never come onto set and tell you even how to place their bottle. Mm-hmm. Yep. They really don't care. They they just want you to know that they are supporting you as content creators 
and they know that you guys will take it from there. Mm-hmm. And really, that's when the best stuff happens, you know, compared to people who like, hey, the plant, the leaf can, you know, make a bit greener. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, the chair, uh, maybe turn a bit more five five angle, uh, no, five degrees to the south, you know. And the chair is uh, round too. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense, you it, know. You guys might think we are, we are joking, but I think being part of a production crew, you need to have an amazingly thick face and a lot of patience. And that's where people snap most of the time. So Matthew, any any memorable good ones? I just I just remembered one. Uh, oh, it's not it's not it's not a it's not a, it's not a really a big shoot. Right. It's a shoot where uh, the executive producer told me whether I had a valid passport. Then I was like, oh yeah, I have. So okay, after Chinese New Year, you're going somewhere. I said, okay, cool. So you for this shoot, you are not a line producer. You are kind of a producer already. I said, okay. So okay. this my. Sorry. So this is my first time going to be like a, a producer. So I had to do the logistics, everything myself. So this shoot is basically for a property company where they are going to showcase their interior designer that we have to interview in London. Mm. So right after that, I've, uh, we, we got the whole crew together. We are not really close as a crew, the director, the camera guy, mm. and also the lighting crew. Uh, we're not really close, but once we landed in London, then we realized that uh, we are going to be there for a few days and then we are just going to take care of each other. Lah. So mm. during those shoots, uh, even though, okay, so because I, why I said that was one of the greatest shoots, I learned a lot that shoot. Mm. I learned how is it like to be a producer and I know I have to stand up for my own, own what own thoughts like oh we have to go to location and whatnot that to right. me that I learned a lot over there right. and the only thing that made me felt like really great is because the agency and the client was there with us as well so they will be they are the ones who are actually commenting like what they want and whatnot mm. but actually they let the director have the free will to do what actually he wants right right just so you know, the end product looks freaking amazing. Wow. Because go. that that editing for that that shot, actually when I had when went to the inter, you know interview videos, it'd be a bit boring right. and all. But when the director has his own creativity in it, like, yeah. the video wasn't even boring. I could watch the whole interview. Wow. It's there very interesting. That's uh. good, man. So yeah. in that moment, I realized when the agency and client was actually really concerned about me, it's because I've never experienced cold weather before and London was snowing. Oh, sorry, not that close. Uh, uh. Maybe it's one who knows. Oh, oh wait, sorry, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> No, so I, I wore, because I haven't been to cold yeah, weather yeah, countries, yeah. I was wearing everything breathable. Smart. Uh, you that's, say, yeah. how you, that's how you commit suicide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. and then over there, I got high fever and I got sore throat and nice. I was almost dead. But then they were like taking care of me. They said, it's okay. And all. And nice. Like, hey. Beauty. Because I normally, I never hear these kind of things coming yeah, right, up from right, them. Right, yeah. So that People was one of the greatest yeah. shoot, even though it was a small shoot. Like, but yeah. mm-hmm. with that being said, also the creativity from the director, when I saw the video at the end product, I felt like, wow. Jang Interview man. can be so nice one. Ah. Jang Jang man, yeah. That's what happens when you actually let the chef cook. Ah. Yeah. yeah right. Pretty much. Right? I want more garlic. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, people don't realize. Yeah. Right? I think for everyone listening in, uh, this is just sharing our stories from behind the scenes. And sometimes we have the opportunity to be in front as well. Uh, but yeah, you're, uh, there's so much that goes on in the production world that you know is really just more than you guys see. That's why like I, I think the ad season, the Hari Raya ad season is a very big deal for a lot of production houses because yep. it is like the Super Bowl of Malaysia, right? We, we get to showcase and, and watch what the country is making. And for an ad to be ad, a uh, production team has not just had to wring their brains to create. They've had to go through layers and layers of approvals and struggling with the clients and agencies and whatnot. It's it's a freaking success to finish a piece of a branded film or a corporate film. And that should never be taken lightly because, yeah, I think the appreciation for the creative industry still has a long way to go in our country, you know, and we can only just, you know, spread some awareness, you know, and then just vaguely talk about bad situations, you know. Hopefully, <laughs> hey, before we wrap this up, uh, Caleb, 
Yeah. What is your word of advice for a brighter tomorrow? My word of advice, uh, okay. Um, be strong. Okay. Stay safe. Okay. Most importantly, have a great smile. Um, and no matter what the stormy seas may come to you, just know that you'll be strong on the sea. Okay. You're um, <laughs> simply think, throwing words think, in, yeah, is he's, it? He's literally just simply throwing words. Um, but I think, it makes I think, sense. I think Bing Han was talking in reference to the topic today. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I thought you only give some. No, 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 no. no. Like, it's it's great. It's great also. Yeah. You could apply it. But you could apply it. You could apply just, it. Just yeah. be strong. Impromptu quote. Yeah. Be strong on the windy sea. You know, windy sea is correct. No. On the stormy seas. Okay. Be strong on the stormy seas. Okay. Be like the hull. The hull. H U L L. Yeah. The hull. We only have to spell how. We know how to spell. It's okay. Never mind. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kim is cringing in the corner. Um, <laughs> I think just to wrap this up, just guys. Be respectful of each other, yeah. especially when it, when it comes to the work that people do. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, talking about work, work ethics and it, it's where we want to land on at the end yeah. of this podcast because when it comes to your career, if you are an accountant, a doctor, a lawyer, you don't have people coming in telling you how you do your job. Yeah. And I feel like when you have the ability to respect people for their, their career path, right? And, and how they do things for a living, then I feel work yeah. together when you join and, and make something, it will always turn out better when there's a respect. When there's no respect, there's going to be a lot of resistance. There's going to be a lot of obstacles and you are not going to be happy with the outcome because you were never happy in the first place. Yeah, so, I feel like, yeah. Mm-hmm. these guys, like, like even the, the example that mm. I think Caleb and Matthew mentioned just now, right? We really don't care if that's the way you treat your own employees or your team in your own company. Actually, I would care. Like, it's a bit sad. I mean, it is sad, yeah. but when you step out of your own company and you work with another team, the res- you have to respect other people. La. Like yeah. You are not above or below us. It's, we are working with you, whoever yeah, you are. Correct, correct. You know, you, we don't owe you a scolding or a telling off and we will respect you the same way. But I don't think anyone should have the, the ability to like, you know, treat anyone else who's literally not in the same company as you. <laughs> That way. Just want to say that this doesn't just apply to uh, agencies and, and clients. Yeah, we're production talking about talents as well. Yeah, talents as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. you won't go to another family and beat their kids. Yeah. That's, that's you bad. can go to jail. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You correct. know, like, why would you go to another company and screw their, their employees up? Yeah, Like, correct. it doesn't make sense. So, so just yeah. have respect for each other, guys. Respect the work that people put in, the effort, the time, the resource, and just, just respect humans. For a brighter tomorrow. For a brighter tomorrow. Stormy seas or not. Right. Right. Yeah. guys thank you so much for listening to this podcast I hope you guys enjoyed mm-hmm. it and took a peek into the world of production and the not so fun times that we <sighs> have sometimes but we also do love each other I think there's a lot of uh, bond that, that, that bond, is built bond. There's, yeah, there's a lot of bonding that, that goes on when there's hardship the and I think bond. that's why production houses and teams like ours are really close because we've seen hell man We've tasted the bitter well, life. No one else to hang on to. Uh. No one else to hang on to <laughs> except each other. So appreciate the people around you and just have rest, some, some respect, guys. Thanks um, for listening. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, make sure to share and tag us when you do on the Insta stories mm-hmm. as well as Spotify. And if you want more content, check out the takeaway table on YouTube, Instagram, and the main things Instagram because that's rolling. Uh, we've also got a brand new TMT video out by this time. I hope so. I hope so. If not, then just stay tuned, guys. Thank you, <laughs> Matthew, for being a part of today's Thanks, podcast. Hey. Thank you. Uh, Thank and for you. everyone else, stay safe, stay clean, and wash those hands. Stay humble. See yeah. ya.